What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the other side of the firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers of glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who've made it to the other side of the proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams, and as always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Unfortunately, Levon can't make it this week, uh, but he'll be back next week. Uh, please continue to tune in throughout the week. So on Monday, uh, we discussed Uber um, and their their um, potential breach or hack, uh, where somebody was in there um, and in the, in the chats. And then on Tuesday, we discussed uh, some new federal uh, guidelines when it comes to um, the third party uh, attestation of uh, of software and things of that nature uh, because of the solar winds hack. Uh, I think I did that one well description <laughs> brain not working and then uh today we will discuss um the uh cybersecurity pipeline uh and just um, what's currently going on with it right so this article comes from uh darkreading.com which sounds uh nefarious and it's not though um and the article is entitled to ease the cybersecurity worker shortage broaden the candid pipeline and it's written by joshua scott um, this article actually came out on the 14th. Um, so this is always a topic of debate, right? Like we keep, like cybersecurity, we need people, we need people. There's a million vacancies. Like we need to get more people in the pipeline. And there, there are efforts being made. We talk about it um, almost almost every other week. We have a, an article about um, this big, big name company is starting a division or they're going to open up shop in a, uh, a area that, uh has a bunch of talent when it comes to stem or or they're they're looking for uh people of color and they're going to open up um shop in like a more um a, a more um try to think of the word um what's the word i'm looking for are you trying to say like like-minded or are you trying to say no like an area that that typically doesn't have um a, a big um footprint like um there was the one in North Carolina, um, just an, an area that has a, a uh, historical black uh, college or university, or has a a, a larger population of of, uh, of black and brown people, but they don't have the um, Cupertinos. They don't have the um, um, the they're not, Atlantas. They're not, they're not tech hubs type thing. Right there, you go, tech hub. Thank you. I was struggling. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they're trying to open up shop in areas that that don't necessarily have a big tech footprint um, to acquire the talent and then to not have to move them right to very expensive uh, areas, and then they can re recruit right there, where the, um, the, uh, the new division or the business is being opened so it, there's definitely a huge effort happening uh, from Apple and Google and um, Bell South and a few other. Microsoft, Microsoft too, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're making humongous efforts, but that takes time, right? They have to put the money in first, and then they have to, to develop. Um, in this article, you see, uh, the, the, um, the author is saying, well, there's plenty of talent. They just don't necessarily have degrees in, in, uh, in the field, right? They might have experience or might just have the aptitude to do the job. So why are we not pulling these people in? Um, as opposed to in the past, like, um, uh, they've been looking, like you said, with, uh, off, off, uh, offline, they're looking for unicorns, right? They're looking for people who uh, have decades of experience and, and a master's in the field and all the above. Um, 
So in the article, um, uh, he states, cybersecurity hiring historically has focused on a narrow candid pool, people with the usual academic credentials, job experience, security certifications, and specific technical skill sets. But as the demand of cybersecurity professionals keeps increasing, it is clear that the industry must get more creative in the hunt for talent. Um, so we, we see it right now. We see people uh, moving over from, from law. We have people who uh, are, are lawyers. I've seen um, uh, pilots and uh, uh, flight attendants, uh, masseuses, um, people who are, who are just coming straight out of high school, people who are in the middle of college, switching their, their, their majors and what have you. I see a humongous um, uh, push to go cyber because we keep talking about like there, there are so many vacancies. It's a hot... Uh, high industry and we're paying well, but then they don't hire these people. As I've, I've talked to people who it took a year for them to find a job uh, in cyber, and they had a bunch of uh, skills. They had a, a very uh, diverse mindset, um, and these are the the people of color that you're looking for. But then you're like, well, I need ten years experience, or I need five years experience, and it's, it's, I, I just don't get it. But uh, what are you, what are your thoughts, Shannon? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I had something I was going to get to, but to, to piggyback off what you said, because you actually brought this up before, even um, when you were talking about uh, different people you were getting for like ask assist P, different questions you were getting and things like that about the people changing professions. And it is good to look out there. Right. So like when you mentioned pilots, nurses, uh, you know, things of that nature, just think of if you think about what they have to do in their jobs they currently have, they have to worry about um, reacting on a dime or reacting quickly in emergency situations, right? And that could be the same thing for cybersecurity, right? Like all of a sudden, whatever monitoring tool you're using, right? All of a sudden there's a breach or something like that. You have to, they're already in, they're already in a career field that makes them think and turn and do something very quickly to, to respond in an emergency manner, you know? So yeah, it's definitely worth, it's definitely a benefit to the cyber community to go out and look for those people. You know what I mean? But the point I was going to make though, um, is the ideas that he brings up in the article, right? He says there's four ideas, right? Um, so one of the ones you hit on was to drop the college degree requirement, right? So it's obsolete thinking. You're looking for unicorns, right? That, that was one of the first ones. The other one he said was look for talent outside of security, right? Another thing you brought up, um, doing that again, chasing the unicorns, it's not going to work for you, right? Because more than likely chasing those people, like when it comes to cybersecurity is not sexy and you're not really liked, right? Take it from me, okay? <laughs> it's, it's not sexy and it's not what people really like. So like those people that you look at their resume and they have all that experience, what do you have them doing, right? Like they're programmers, they're developers, they're doing things that don't necessarily take cybersecurity as a, as a, as a, as a priority, to say right? right like in our current thinking right so you lose those people to those places right and then they end up moving out to san francisco right to work for you know your googles your microsofts your your apples you know what i mean so um you do have to expand it right like that's just what it is if you have if you go for people that have the decades of experience like you mentioned it, this is probably not what they're going to want to go into they're going right. to money is and where the sexy stuff is you know what i mean um train like crazy is another one they mentioned in here right um companies should invest in formalized training programs for individuals with non-traditional security backgrounds so um train them up front continually provide additional training opportunities you know things like that and that can be done so like the companies probably don't want to do that because they think well i'm going to train them up to lose them right but that's not necessarily the case right like the way you could do that is um 
I know there's with several of these companies out there, right? Like if they pay for some type of training or schooling or things like that, um, they'll pay for it, right? But you have to stay with the company for a certain amount of time or you have to pay it back, right? So that's just that's just one of the things they could do, right? Like I don't want to necessarily say make it hurt, but that's kind of what it is, right? That's is making it hurt. Um, right. uh, then the last one of the four that they mentioned is spread the wealth, right? And so this kind of gets into we've we've mentioned this a, a time or two before, right? DevOps and DevSecOps, right? Uh, when it comes to spread the wealth, it's not just a cybersecurity team, right? Those those people that are doing um, the development and the developmental security, you know, uh, of software and things of that nature. It's the same thing we've said before, baking it in, baking the security in from the beginning, mm -hmm. right? So spread the wealth to where it's, we, you know, the cybersecurity folks don't get it on the back end and be like, okay, well, I can help you with this, but it's probably going to break this functionality that you've already worked so hard on, right? Put it in there right. from the beginning, figure all that out going forward. So the four ideas that uh, Joshua Scott, I believe was his name, right, came up with on here are pretty good ideas. I'm I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it's you, you got to expand the horizon, right? It's the same. It's the same, not just with cybersecurity, but in any in anything, right? It's the same thing of having diversity, right? You want different perspectives in the room right whether it be yeah. male female you know black brown asian you know whatever it may be get those different backgrounds and those different ways of thinking in there and it, it, it'll work for everybody right so yeah i yeah. I, I, like, I like this read yeah absolutely and and it's always a great debate right like whenever you go on clubhouse or whatever degrees versus nine degrees and things of that nature i, I just think we're looking at it the wrong way and like there are certain aspects of of uh of of just business in general, that a degree would uh, fit a certain role or title or, or, or what have you for somebody, if you're not trying to grow them within, you're just trying to uh, purchase talent. I get that. But the the idea um, that every position requires a, a two to four year degree, this doesn't make sense to me. So I, I agree with him as well. Like just acquire these people who, who have an interest and have uh, uh, the aptitude to, uh, to learn it and then train them. And then when it comes to, like you said, uh, retain the talent by uh, making it, making it, you know, hurt. I, I agree with that as well as like, if, if you and all of your, um, your peer companies, your rivals, whatever you want to call them are doing the same thing, then it's just a matter of, of once you, uh, train them, pay them, or you'll, you'll receive uh, a swap. Like they have to find a job somewhere. Right. So if they're not, uh, if company X trains them and then they decide to move, they're going to come to you company Y and vice versa. Um, the talent will still come to you, um, is, is my, um, is my my way of thinking like where would it go otherwise like these people aren't gonna sit there get trained and then never use the talents and then go to a different uh industry most unlikely right like i can't see that happen unless something else booming uh pops up but right now it's us right it's cyber so go ahead and and spend the money and if you treat them fairly and you make it a an environment they want to stay they may not leave uh just off of just the environment itself right like all money isn't good money as, as they would say so I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Because uh, we go back and forth all the time about degrees, not degrees. I get so I, so I have it, and I acquired it only because I, I, I always want to be able to check all the the boxes to get to a human where I could talk to them. Then I had to interview. But I know plenty of people who have gotten into the industry without degrees. Right? Um, they just have been around doing the work for a while. But now we need to open up the floodgates a little bit more and get those people who don't have practical experience, but they do have um, the intelligence to uh, to pick it up and then to uh to start uh, doing the job immediately but just my two cents uh definitely a, a great discussion um uh hopefully we, we get another one of these in uh next week when levon comes back so we can uh 
we can we can fight <laughs> uh, about it. But uh, please continue to tune in um, to uh, all of the episodes. Again, Monday, Tuesday are topics. Wednesdays discussion. Then Fridays we discuss everything else, everything non cyber related, right? Movies, books, games, all that good stuff. Um, hit up all of our websites. They go by the uh, the podcast name. Then you can hit me up personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R Y R Y Security Guy. I'm on Twitter, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn. And Levon can be found at Levon Maynard uh, on the uh, the Twitters, as he would say. Um, stay safe. Stay secure.